Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with aim. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management executive and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources that you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind while I'm here for you and we'll take on this journey together. This is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, you've got a few options. Please feel free to visit www.farahbernier.co. That's www.farahbernier.co. Or you can email me at farahbernier at gmail.com. And of course, the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, as always, I'm so excited to be here with you today, so let's jump into today's session. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to our next episode of the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. I am joining you today after a really soul-fueling weekend. Um, I was supposed to be in New York this week. Um, Unfortunately, with the increased number of uh, COVID cases in New York, my trip was canceled. um, And this this was a work-related event. Uh, So I'm really disappointed not to see a number of my colleagues and i was going to try to squeeze in some time with friends and that's just been taken away again um but everything for good reason and i just continue to stay prayerful and hopeful that while it looks like um we're re-encountering a rise in covid cases i i really am believing that we're gonna get this under control to the best of our ability and and not be all the way back at the starting line, which I know is some of the concern that many have. But all of that being said, as a result of not going to New York and my plans being completely um, halted, I had the opportunity to focus intentionally on something I've been really honing in on over the past I'd say now three months, um, I started working with a new coach, um, as part of this, as part of the next level certification that I'm getting, one of the requirements is that we work with another coach and a new coaching engagement. And my coach has been phenomenal. I, I feel like I'm experiencing a, an elevated mode of leadership. Um, as a result of what we're focusing on. And what that is specifically is when I started off with her, she said, what do you want to really focus in on? I said, you know, I want to shift 
from being default Farah doer to intentional Farah being. And while I spend a great deal of my reflection time, prayer time, uh, meditation time, really honing in on, on being, the reality is we are always at the affect of the day-to-day and the hustle and bustle and what just pulls on us. And it requires another level, an elevated level of intention. And so I really wanted to hone in on that with her. And as a result of what I wanted to focus in on, this coach has introduced me to a space of deep somatics. The best way that I can describe somatics is really being aware of what's happening in your body in any moment, whether it be a moment of great peace, great joy, or a moment in which you're feeling stress or some form of trigger. And I could go on literally for hours um, around what has come out of this. I don't think I could be more grateful for the heightened awareness, elevated leadership, And I say that not just in the professional sense, but just leadership in my own life personally. Um, All of the things, it's just been phenomenal. But what it's had me reflecting on is the truth of this space in between triggers and response or um, things that kind of jolt us out of our ability to just be and push us into reactive mode and and doing. Um, Viktor Frankl has a a statement or or quote from a lot of his work. He, He said the following, between stimulus and response, there is space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. In our response, lies our growth and our freedom. So what does this have to do with my New York plans getting canceled and me having this phenomenal week, weekend, excuse me? Well, what it has to do with it is, you know, I was at the affect of not having any plans, at the affect of <clears throat> not, you know, having things sorted out as to what I was going to focus in on this weekend, what I needed to get done, agenda items not being able to see colleagues, not being able to see friends and family was at the affect of this. And in jumps one of my friends and says, hey, when do you want to go to Sonoma? I said, well, I had plans to head to New York this weekend and they've been killed. So I don't have plans this weekend. And all of a sudden it was about being in the moment. And we ended up just spending time in Um, San Francisco, to Sonoma, to Sausalito, and back. Um, And it was so fueling. There was a great sense of freedom. And now this seems like such a little thing in a story about having your plans for travel changed. And then all of a sudden getting to, and I recognize it as a privilege, getting to just go on a full day excursion um, with some friends and soak up the time, the environment, 
I mean, I have an even deeper appreciation for California um, than I did before. We went to um, one of the lighthouse locations in Sausalito and um, it, it, that's going to stay with me for longer than I think I even realized. Just being able to look out over the entire city, look at the glistening water, breathe deeply and be mindful in the moment and focus on just being with these incredible people that were game to also just be impromptu and soak up the moment with each other um, and have some phenomenal wine. Um, it was It was all great. So again, I share this to highlight there's a lot going on that serves as stimulus for us. And sometimes it's challenging stimulus, stimulus that puts us out of control, stimulus that takes so that makes us feel like our power is taken away, stimulus that causes even the slightest sense of fear because we may not be in control as a result of a change or the unexpected popping up. But we can be reminded that between stimulus and our response is an opportunity to just be. Just be in the moment with whatever you are being confronted with and then decide what response you're going to employ in order to facilitate your growth and facilitating your freedom. So this week, as you look ahead and think about all that's coming up for you this week, and even the unexpected that you may be confronted with, decide now what area you wanna grow in, what focus of your being you wanna be more intentional about. Keep that top of mind, and when stimulus shows up, Give yourself a pause before your response. Embrace the opportunity for growth and give yourself the freedom to just be. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and then jump into our guest segment for the episode. Welcome back, listeners, and for those who are watching, welcome to our guest segment of today's episode. I am beyond thrilled for today's guest, and as usual, I'm just going to throw it over to her to introduce herself to us. So can you tell us who you are? Yes. Hi, Farah. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Candice Ashir Gray, also known as Candy Fox. Um, I am a mom, a singer, an entrepreneur, a wife, um, and I, I wear a lot of hats and have a lot of fun. So I can't wait to talk a little bit about my journey today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. I love that you said that I wear a lot of hats and I have a lot of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> when you frame it up that way. I'm even more excited about the next usual question is, can you tell us about the space or spaces in which you're having an impact? Sure, sure, absolutely. So 
Um, you know, first I am uh, a, a daughter of the King. So um, I am very committed to God, to my relationship with God um, coming off of, I don't want to necessarily put a time on this, but, you know, we did just have a little Easter celebration and Easter is always such a special time for me. Um, so I just have to, you know, shout out God because he's amazing. Um, and then as uh, a wife, um, I will have been married five years coming up in June. Um, oh and it, it seems like time really does fly when you're having fun. Um, I am a mom to an almost three-year-old uh, named Aiden Fox Gray. Uh, he is a whoo, firecracker. <laughs> Let me tell you, he keeps me on my toes, young. I mean, moving, you know, I have to, to stay fit and active to keep up with him. Um, yeah. And then on the, on the professional side, um, I am uh, a marketing and communications executive and have been working in that space for more than 20 years, which always just baffles wow. me when I say that. Um, but I, I have been working in my field since, since the day before I graduated even um, from college oh, wow. and uh, have worked with some amazing brands, um, including FedEx. Um, uh, there's a lot of nonprofit work that I do. I've done some work in education. I love the education space. Um, some yeah. of my best work I think was, was done there. And then um, there's another side of me. I always tease that I'm a Gemini. So there's, there's two me's trapped inside of my body. Um, and one is kind of the businesswoman, and the other is this artist, um, uh, Candy Fox. And it's funny, I found a little uh, CD. No way. That I released what? a couple yes. of years ago. And, it, and it's funny too, if you, I know listeners can't see this, but if you look at the album art, it shows that there's a couple different sides of me. Oh. And um, when I did this album, um, I wrote the album myself with a couple of co-writers, produced it in Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm from. And um, it, the name of the album is Soulster. Uh, it's by Candy Fox. And it was at the time that I wrote it, it was really almost like a coming of age piece. Um, yeah. And, but one thing I do love about the music on there is that it's timeless. So you can yeah. stream it right now and still feel like it's, you know, a good yeah. piece of, of art and of music and connect to it in really cool ways. Um, so, yeah. So in a couple of different spaces and, yeah. um, as an entrepreneur now uh, with my marketing business, I'm able to delve a little bit more into my music um, because I've got a little more freedom to, to move around. Yeah. Um, so excited about all those different areas that I'm having impacted. That is, they're so amazing. Like just so many different facets of you. And I think one of the biggest things I'm curious about is, in all those dimensions of you and how you show up, what would you say are the like three most consistent things mm. 
Mm-hmm. As you toggle between hats, as you carry on different roles, as you play different parts, um, as you yeah. sing different types of music. Yeah. I would say the three things are, you know, I know that it's funny, um, you know, as we talk about being fabulously fierce and, you know, growing and evolving as a person, I used to strive for what I thought was perfection, um, which I now know does not exist, (laughs) especially being a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, a single Perfection does not exist. So let me say that one more time for everybody. (laughs) Perfection does not exist. Like it simply does not exist. Um, So instead, one of the things that I do is strive for my personal best. Right. And that's in literally everything I do. Um, I'll give an example of that and I'll come back and list two more. Um, but this week, uh, so excited, had a chance to play at the uh, NBA team, the Memphis Grizzlies, had a chance to play at the playoff uh, oh game, game number two outside. And uh, my allergies are, you know, going crazy oh. and, and, you know, blooms. And um, <clears throat> I, I really, part of me was just like, man, I, I can't do this. Like my voice is, is going to crack. Like what's what's going to happen. We're literally playing an hour and 20 minutes outside in the thick of all this. And I literally just pushed myself. I just pushed as hard as I could. I sang my heart out. I entertained the people as best I could, you know, pulled out some of my best jokes, you know, just to try to fight through the, the adversity that I was legit experiencing, like all around me. Um, so that is definitely one thing, just striving to do my personal best, no matter what is going on. Um, number yeah. two, realizing that I'm only competing against myself. I need you to say that like 10 times. Okay, right. Ten I'll times. do one more. <laughs> I realized that I am only competing with myself. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I'm now a woman in my early forties. Um, and I think back to my 20 day past 22, but okay. (laughs) Seriously, you still look like at BC with those cheekbones bones that are on fire. Just saying. Thank you. Bless you. These bones (laughs) are cracking. I wake up freaking my neck right now. I'm like, oh, but um, but I, I realize, you know, when you're younger, you're, you, you feel like you're racing against, you know, against time and against yeah. this friend and this person, oh, they now went to, um, grad school and, oh, this person got their yeah. PhD now. And I had to literally put some blinders on yeah. and say, I'm running my race. This is my yeah. race to run my pace, my race. Um, and at the finish line, I'll get the reward that's due yeah. me, you know, yes. Um, so that was something that, that is something that I really bring into my everyday life, um, because it is hard, you know, and you think about all of the unspoken pressures to be this and be that and do that and have a, oh my God, perfectly cleaned house. Like, let's not even talk about that. And being from the South, you know, really like being from the South and, and, you know, traditionally Southern women 
there is just this mystique about us and how we're supposed to be and how our house is supposed to look and we're supposed to have a meal ready for our husbands. When I was they come say, home. You don't have pecan pie ready for me if I no. just came over. <laughs> and I told my husband when we got married, I said, look, I'm telling you now, if you don't cook, we I don't know what, what? like I'll cook. I'll cook. <laughs> but if you're expecting me to cook seven days a week, about three of those, you're not gonna eat. You're not gonna eat. So we got to figure out a way to balance, yes. you know, this is yes. not the 1950s, it's the 20, you know, 18, 19th at the time um, that right. we got together. But I was very clear about, you know, expectations, like I, I am every woman. And so, yeah. yeah, I can have it all, but I need you to know that I'm going to need your help. Like I'm going to need your help. Yeah. Um, yes. So yes, running my race, only competing against yeah. myself. And then the other consistent thing I really have been trying to do, especially, and I I hate saying since the pandemic, but it's true, like the pandemic kind of brought out some things that we all needed to remind ourselves of. And this one was true for me, self-care. So I take some time to at least, you know, just sit down for a couple minutes a week. Matter of fact, I have it right here at my desk. It was yeah. a gift to me, yeah. a self-care journal from one of my really good girlfriends. Um, I also have like a daily devotional that I'll sit in a little um, nook in our dining room. And it's a really quick devotional, but I really just take some time for myself. Yes. And as as you become, you know, a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur and Candy Fox to all these people who need all of these things from me, I have to take time to pour into myself, you know, time yes. to recharge, time to learn, time to read, you know, things mm-hmm. that just help build me up so that I can have something to give to everybody else, right? Yes. Um, so those are those are my top three, you know, strive to, to be the best that I can be, um, competing only against myself, and then making sure that I make some time for me. I love that. And, you know, this season we're honing in on masterful execution. And I always say masterful execution is not about perfection. It's about how you're consistent in everything that you do, in all of the hats that you wear, in all of the roles that you play. And so as I hear you, even when you talked about showing up as your personal best, understanding that that has variety. If I'm performing outside and there is pollen and I am human and a human, right? Like I I literally cannot breathe. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and and what was your personal best in that? I love how you said there's another facet. I'm funny. I gave them some really good jokes, right? And that was your personal best in the moment, and that is more than enough because it's you. And then, oh, running your own race, not competing with anybody else. And I think that's so critical, especially as you pointed to like uh, putting your blinders on Absolutely. because our nature is the striving and it's the comparison. And it's, but I always tell social my- media, oh my God, that made it even worse. Right. Which we all logically know is not always true. Yeah. But we yeah. 
right? Get sucked into it. Absolutely. And the game, this is what I always tell my, my clients, the game of comparison is one in which you will always fail you because always you're the game. Right. And what are you doing when you're the gamer? You're going to win. You're going to prove that that person compare, that you're comparing to is better than you. You're right. going to mentally prove that they're more advanced. Like, that's the game of comparison. Yep. And so because you're looking to prove a point when you're biased, you're going to lose. Absolutely. And then the intentional self-care. And I love what you have described as self-care because in my, one of my clients and I were just talking about this on Saturday, um, you know, she just won a great piece of work and I'm always about celebration. And one of the things she said was, I need to do some self-care. I'm gonna go get my nails done. I'm gonna go get my hair, all these things. And I said, so-and-so that sounds like self-management. Right. Which is all great. Like, I, right. well, did my last, like, I'm right. for it. But self-care has yeah. been manipulated to that, right? Let's go spend on a trip or a spot. It. Again, love the, I will, right. I'd be yes. lying yes. if I sat here and told you that I did not enjoy those things. But the so way much. you described, <laughs> right, self-care is what the real goal is, is that refuel, that time of filling your cup yeah. Because you know you have to pour out. Absolutely. And so even if it is a quick devotional, you've poured into your cup. Mm -hmm. So this approach to masterful execution or just being consistently you in all of your facets, I mean, that's that's huge. And that's an incredible template for all of us to follow. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know, as as we grow and evolve, you know, these these are things that I've adopted, let's say in the last couple of years, right? Because yeah. we all, you know, we're figuring things out as we go. Um, I, I think about even as artists, you know, um, I've been, I've been threatening to change my name because though, though I am Candy Fox, you know, there are some, there are some things that have evolved about me. Um, and you think about, you know, uh, Diddy, you know, he used to be Puff Daddy and then he was T Diddy and then, you know, then there was Prince and then like the symbol and, you know, and these are like different iterations of ourselves. Right. And so that, that's one thing I just, I'm, I'm learning in this current season of my life to embrace the changes and the new um, as, as they come, because nothing, what do they say? Nothing in life is consistent except for change. Right. <clears throat> and let me tell yep. you, it took me a really long time to be comfortable with change. Yeah. Like it's a whole thing. Um, I even remember like I, I, uh, my mom bought me this book and God rest her soul. Um, she died a couple years ago, but she is still with me. Oh my gosh. She's always with me. Yeah. Um, but she got me that book who moved my cheese. Right. Do you remember this book yes. like, from way yes. back? So I, as I was sitting on my therapist's couch, I remembered back to when, you know, my kind of adverse reaction to change started. And I was like, oh my gosh, it started like way back then. Cause that's why my mom got me that book. And yeah. that's like, oh my gosh. So this is like a lifelong, you know, struggle. Um, but yeah. but I'm so thankful that you know, as you get older and wiser and evolve, 
you learn how to fix things that were once broken in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, so these, those three things I'm really intentional about because it really does help me be my best self, accomplish um, absolutely amazing things. Um, and it's only through, you know, trial and error that I have <laughs> arrived at this place. <laughs> yeah. And, and listening to you too, just some, when you said these things that were broken, it's, it's interesting because were they broken or had they just not yet revealed themselves? Maybe that was it. Maybe they hadn't revealed yeah. themselves. And, and I think too, you know, <clears throat> there are some times in your life where things come so easily that you don't mm-hmm. realize something is an issue later because for so long it's come so easily. And so yes. um, I think maybe that's also, you know, part of it is that, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, 20 years ago, I didn't have to deal with as much change, but now, exactly- you know, after becoming a exactly. wife, a mom, losing my mom, losing a job, you know, all these oh, things, literally yeah. in the last, you know, five or six years, to where oh and then throw a pandemic on top of it right wait, wait, wait. <laughs> just to remix it wheel, even more like... <laughs> well and the other reason too I bring that up and not to be um I, I had a client last night and I said well what do you think I'm gonna say to you did that and she said are you gonna be all coachy with me I said okay <laughs> but not to be all coachy but I also think part of it and this is I'm learning this too is all these things we can say were broken before served a purpose. They served us in the season in which we were so um, over anchored on them. And so it's shifting from a season in which these things served us to embracing a season where they don't serve you anymore. And there's actually a new hat and and thank goodness there's a new bag to use with it. And now we got more coins to get an elegant, like, you know what I mean? Like it's exactly just the right. evolution of all of the things. And so it just, yeah. it it is interesting to me how we all just kind of look back and think about these things mm-hmm. um, that are presenting themselves as opportunities now. Absolutely. So I love that. So in, in the evolution, <clears throat> very important question to especially your fans for music. Are you going to change your name to another phrase, name, or a symbol? Like, I'm just kidding. I know you don't like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what I was going to ask you is in the evolution, if you can think back to the Candace at 21 years old at BC, who I'm going to be really cheesy. I just felt so privilege to be around through voices of Imani truly like you just always showed up with a great deal of light I that is truly what I remember and stayed with me as an itty-bitty freshman who was actually too scared to even talk to you at the time I mean for those who have not listened to Candace truly you have to seek her out and just her voice and everything comes through But that version of Candace, if you could give her the insight and wisdom or one piece of insight and wisdom that you have now that you just, you need her to know, what would that be? I would say that, so let me, so let me answer it by starting to tell you who she was then, and then I'll tell you what she needed to know. So at that time, (coughs) excuse me, allergies. 
allergies um, at that time um I was very confident you know 21 yeah. graduating starting my career um at a PR healthcare PR firm in Cambridge right across the the river there um in Boston and uh the Charles River that is and yes. um I I really thought that you know I knew a lot I was I was smart you know um I thought everybody loved me you know don't we all at like 21 like the world is our oyster we just graduated we just had like amazing baccalaureate like we run it right mm-hmm. right after that I had a uh, a major breakup my boyfriend cheated on me I like found the girl in his apartment one day like it was You saw it. Did you see the Boston in me just come yeah, out? Like, Literally, did you see it? Like, who is she? Where is she? As if this just happened yesterday. <laughs> and I literally, like, I literally was like, me? Right. me? You did that to right. me? Right. And later, later in life, I also experienced physical abuse. Physical abuse from a boyfriend in Memphis. And, and again, I thought like me, like how could someone put their hands on me? Right. And, 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 and in that moment, God revealed to me, you know, he, I, I mean, and I'm not saying that because of this, this happened, but God taught me mm-hmm. in these moments yes. that, you know, you do have to be humble um, there's no room for haughtiness, right? There's like, you are amazing. You are amazing. Candace, 21 year old yeah. Candace, you are amazing, but don't yeah. ever, you know, don't ever think that you are above someone or that you're too good for something like, you know, real life situations to happen to you. Cause it can happen to anybody. And, yeah, yeah. um, I, I, I learned a lot, you know, um, I was, I was a, a, you know, growing up, I wasn't, I, I don't want to say I was sheltered, but, you know, my mom had me in a good school. Um, you know, she was a single mom, but she did her very best to give me the best of everything. Right. And so yeah. there was a bit of, you know, uh, naivete there. Even now, uh, my husband is a little younger than me. And, and I, I say that he's the millennial that like keeps me hip because there's like things that go on and I'm just like, oh, what does that mean? Like, (laughs) he's like, you don't watch world star. And I'm like, what is world star? Like I've, I've been sheltered from certain things, right. Or I've been so busy, like working my butt off. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I just didn't, I didn't know that that was going on or whatever, but, um, but, but I I just, I feel like God brought me down, down to a place where he's like, I want you to be able to reach other people who Mm. have gone through similar, you know, hard life experiences. And it's not taking anything away from who I am and how beautiful I am inside um, and, and what I have, like you said, the light that, that I have to give. And I believe in that too. My name actually means 
light. No way. Candice is the root word is you know, candle and it means light. And so oh you say that, yeah, it makes me feel oh, wow. really, really special. And, and so I think if, so saying all of that to say, if I were to tell yeah. my 21 year old self something, it would be that you are amazing, but don't ever be too high where you can't relate to someone who's been yeah. through real life experiences. And I think, um, when you, actually when you listen to the album solster there's a lot of things that are in there um that that talk about uh you know one song is called not alone the comeback you know there was a time in my life where i kind of retreated and i was in this band and it was a really great time uh people thought we were going to be the next black eyed peas like it was it was a, an amazing yeah. collective a music collective and it just didn't work out the way that I thought it would. And so I took yeah. some time away and then came out with my solo project, um, you know, using my words for who I was. Um, yes. And then there's another song that I wrote actually called The Gift. And it was written after that crazy breakup. God gave me that song. And, wow. and that song, oh my gosh, I get chills just thinking about it. Um, it was written to be performed with a guitar. So kind of, you know, unplugged. And I performed that. This is a fun little factoid. I first performed that song for Elizabeth Filarski Hasselbeck, who also went to Boston College, married Wait a minute. Um, yeah. Jim Hasselbeck. And she was on um, Survivor, The View. She had, yeah, yes. um, yeah and she had a, a show called The Look for Less um, when she was. I remember that one. At, yeah, that was like her first show after she worked at Adidas or something like that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I performed that song for the very first time at their wedding, and her brother played guitar. And it was the first oh, time I heard so it outside of my head. And I just like boo-hoo cried. I was like, God gave me this. Like this came out of a place of pain, but he gave it to me to share with people who too had been hurt so that we can believe that a beautiful love is out there. And it's possible. And it's possible. I literally like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So listen. It is so yeah. hard. It is. Yeah. It is hard. And I mean, when I met my husband, like we, we got married when I was 38 and he was 32, which, you know, mama's oh, probably yeah. great. Ah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a cool yes. like eight years maybe. <laughs> But, but the reason it's so hard too is because the truth that I'm sure you have heard and maybe even shared with others is everything has a purpose. Absolutely. And it, it's so hard when people are going through things and even you're going through things because you're like, what's the purpose in that? Like, really? Yeah. And especially for those of us who, who believe mm -hmm. in the Abba Father, right? Like, yes. And have that intimate relationship with him in that, like, 
really got like this it's hard, it's hard. and, and, that's, and yeah. what we were talking before right like I even for me like I just need you to tell me if you could just tell me you know but I'll obey okay. anyways but like for real, for real can you just tell <laughs> I promise I'll be okay with it and he's like no nah, I got you just trust me Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and then here you are taking that pain, pain. pain. You took pain and turned it into a gem for a moment for two other people who were celebrating what was probably in your mind the absolute opposite. Yeah. Of what I was in the way of relationships, of what you were like, it's just absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. There's another song on the album called "One More," that uh, it it it's basically like one more day. Like you know, yeah. living knowing that um, there's a scripture that talks about. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was when like um, the children of Israel were going through, and mm -hmm. God was giving manna every day. You know, and um, the, the sentiment was basically, you know, I'm going to take care of you every day. Like, don't stress about what's going to happen so tomorrow yeah. or a month from now. Just know that I've got you, like I, I got you every day. Right. Um, and so the, the one more song, it's, it's really cool. Um, it, uh, I, I have a friend and, and I mean, all of these songs, they're literally about like real life experiences. Yeah. Um, so if, if ever you want to feel some real soul music, pick up yeah. Solster because it is, it is truly, yeah. um, a work of art. If I could say that in a very humble way. <laughs> I love yeah. Well, and I'll, I'm going to reinforce it this way. What is art, but that is, but that, which is to be interpreted by others through their own experiences and still exactly. made beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, you had a way of capturing this pain, but it was also interpreted by others in their ceremony. Yeah. In a way that was interpreted to be beautiful. I mean, absolutely. Okay. I always say this, but I think literally for real, for real, we could stay here for like five more hours. So I have to behave <laughs> okay. because you do have to go pick up this little one at some point. So one more question, <laughs> but I'm literally like, I could sit here and soak all of this up with you. Yeah. You will be back. You okay. will be back. I can't wait. <laughs> but for now, my question is if you, and I sense this, like you do hold yourself accountable to these things, especially you know, these three things that you called out is how you hold up your consistency, your masterful execution. Yeah. For me, my accountability is when I'm off, I just living fabulously fierce, Farrah, you know what that means. Come on, like, especially on the hard days when I'm focused on giving my best, what does that look like to, today? Mm -hmm. So if you had to finish the phrase for you for accountability, what would be the ending of living fabulously blank for you? That's a really good question. Um, living fabulously my authentic self. Yes. And I think that, you know, through this conversation, we see that there's, there's a lot of pieces of me and um, that means different things on different days, but me yeah. being true to who I am, 
um, you know, answering to my father first, being a good wife to my husband, um, and being an amazing mom. And then this creative who allows all of these life experiences to influence um, my my words, my lexicon, um, the legacy that I plan to leave for other people. I feel like when you are authentically yourself, your heart can speak to other people's hearts, right? Yes. And otherwise you can't really do that. And there are so many people out here who are faking the funk, pure fakery, you know, like, like just why, why we're, we're in this world, we're interacting with each other. Um, I think the pandemic has proven that we need each other more than, more than anything. Um, you know, being, being at home now, you know, I work from home when I have for the last, you know, 20 years of my career, I've been in an office space and working as part of a team. I have learned just how important people are. And so even if we're just connecting with them on, you know, on screen, I think it's important to be who we are. So even on, you know, even in my office, I make sure there's a lot of color. Um, Yeah. There's a little Gemini uh, sign up there that says outgoing, energetic, smart, flirty, dynamic, witty. Like that's me. (laughs) I want want to be me and, and, and represent who I am at all times. And, um, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, that's their problem. And they're free to go to someone they do like. Absolutely. That's it, right? Like at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I mean, if we all just show up as our authentic selves, we give permission for others to be their authentic selves. And we can't have a gripe with that. And they can't have a gripe with us. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for you being your authentic self because so many people get to benefit from that. And thank you for sharing part of that, yes, your light with us today. I'm so grateful. My immense pleasure to be here Aww. with you and see you and we yeah. see Eagles who brought yes. us together. <laughs> no, wait, one thing, where can our listeners and viewers find you? Sure, yes. So um, if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, you can look me up at Candy Fox Music. Um, I have a music page on Facebook and then on um, Instagram, it's, you know, look up Candy Fox um, and the album is on iTunes and any other place where you get your uh, streaming uh, music. Um, I think these bad boys are done. I think I sold like 2000 and then that was it. So these are like collector's items at this point. <laughs> Might they come back at I some? Don't know. <laughs> like, what I'm really hoping, Farah, is that I can do another one. Like I feel like I'm in a oh, good yeah. space right now where yeah. I've freed up, you know, that part of my brain where I can, you know, really get back to writing you know music instead of just writing press releases and marketing material yes listen I listen from the power of the tongue like I'm I'm believing all of that and then some and then some 
I appreciate that. Candace, <laughs> a million times over. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure. And um, I believe in what you're doing. I pray that your uh, work would continue to lift up people and uh, bless their lives. I've, I've already seen it happening. So um, just blessings to you and continue the great work. And thank you. I received that and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Oh, such a gem. Um, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Viewers, thank you for watching. All of you have a fabulous week ahead and stay fierce. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey there, as we end today's episode, just one quick reminder. Living Fabulously Fierce is all about building community in this journey to living with AIM. With that, I really would appreciate you just doing a couple of things. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button for the podcast. And if you're really enjoying these sessions, please do leave a review. We want to make sure that it's easy for folks to find the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast and have it recommended to them as a resource. But the best way for us to do that is to have more subscribers, reminder, click that button, and to also leave a review. Finally, if you really, really love the podcast, don't be stingy, share it with your network. All of this just takes a few minutes and it'll ensure that the support needed to keep the podcast going as a free resource to as many people as possible is definitely in place. So again, please subscribe, review, and share. Thanks so much in advance, and I'll catch you in the next episode.